0: Hi everybody, welcome to Busy Living Soba! I am so excited about our guest today because Richie Crowley's back. Hey Richie! Yeah.
1: Hey busy, how are you? I am loving your excitement like today. Um the day after the holiday too. This is great.
0: Isn't it awesome? Who would have yeah. ever Who would have ever thought that we would be up and being excited about the day on the day after like one of the biggest party days of the year?
1: Seriously, right? It's one of the things where historically, it's like July third hits and it's like party. July fourth, even bigger party. And today is the probably national sleep in and nurse sunburn day. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad to only have a bit of a sunburn today.
0: And not a hangover, right?
1: Right, yeah, there's absolutely nothing there. I'm actually drinking a massive mason jar of water with a little lemon in line um, squeezed into it.
0: All right, that sounds delicious. So we haven't talked to you since April 1st, April Fool's Day. And so tell us what's going on. Give us the lowdown. What's going on in your life?
1: So there's pro- there will probably be some stuff that I forget, but it's because I've been so focused on my... This new project that is a bicycle ride across America, and I'm actually going to start it in 15 days. So July 20th, I'm going to pedal out of my hometown in Boston, and I'm going to begin just riding my bike back to Los Angeles, and it'll be an 85-day adventure. I'm I'm calling it an 85-day athletic art installation because of everything that's involved in it.
0: So first off, tell us like what made you decide to do like what, what are you doing what what made you decide to do this and why are you doing it?
1: So why I'm doing it is and and it, and it's what made me decide to do it. Both of them are that this idea of wellness has been percolating in my mind and what my definition of wellness is. And my definition of wellness is more than just a diet and an exercise. You know, my definition of wellness includes sleep, it includes love, it includes gratitude, it includes meditation, it includes the language with which we speak to ourselves and others. Those are all parts of wellness. And I started looking at why it's become this inaccessible thing. And I discovered that wellness for a decent amount of people is thought to be something that can be purchased. So an example of that is if there's poor sleep, let me purchase a pill or a supplement that's going to help me sleep better, as opposed to going back to the roots of your poor sleep and identifying, hey, why do I have poor sleep? And when those are married together, when you're taking the supplement and also doing the, the work to find out what the root of it is, that's incredible. But I have seen that we're kind of in this chapter phase where we just want the solution and not to do the, the real work. Um getting that better sleep or achieving whatever bucket of wellness that is so this ride is all about champion in that and like i'll have some challenges involved where it's like hey what are you going to commit to for 85 days and biking across america is a way that i can educate myself more on this so i could have stayed in los angeles and continued to advocate for this on a screen you know from my home in los angeles or from local coffee shops but I want to know what individuals in Connecticut, Ohio, Kansas, Denver, Utah, Missouri, all across the country, I want to know what it's like for them when they're looking at wellness. So what are their grocery store options? What is their community like? Can they ride bikes and move naturally? Is meditation something people talk about at the library? And I wanted to educate myself more on that while also advocating and encouraging individuals to kind of look at how accessible i believe wellness to be and everything that i mentioned in terms of wellness is not something you have to purchase you know going out for a walk every morning is free eating you know a healthy diet mostly plants is not as expensive as whole foods makes it seem to be Meditating, there are free meditation apps that you can access sleep you'll actually save money because you get rid of the netflix If you get rid of other things you're going out on, and you're, you're prioritizing that sleep. And so it's accessible wellness is what I really believe wellness can be and accessible, defined by affordable, convenient, and do I see myself in that person? Do people who look like me and act like me are my peers investing and prioritizing in their wellness? So that's. That was the origin of this ride, and I said, you know, I want to be off the screen. Like, I want to be in these communities, and that's why I said there's no better way to do it than to slow bicycle pedal through all these communities, having these conversations And like I said, coffee shops, fire stations, libraries, grocery stores, really learning what all these individuals' relationship to wellness is. So that's the big part of the ride, but there's also the community intent, and this is what Uh, You could argue I'm even more proud of is that we are, rather than raising money, we're raising meals. So I've broken the ride into two-week segments, and for the two weeks leading up to a day off, we're raising meals to donate to an organization in that location where I will spend my day off that is feeding the hungry and feeding the homeless, so... It's from Boston to New York, from New York to Cleveland, Cleveland to St. Louis, St. Louis to Denver, Denver to Vegas, Vegas to LA. All of the meals raised in the two weeks leading up to one of those locations will be able to donate. And that's, that means a lot to me because through the research and conversations I've had prior to the ride, it is individuals in a lower income population that say, you know what? I can't afford to be healthy. I can't afford to be well. And, I really I want to prove and, and figure out that how you can do that. Um, but also by donating these organic plant-based meals with Bistro who's the presenting sponsor of this ride to to, to to do it for them, you know, to bring the meals and so it's gonna be cool like when, when we do this in Brooklyn and we roll in and there's a campaign against hunger and we're able to say, Hey, we have three hundred meals for you and then we just you know, we come by, we drop them off, we say, Hey you guys are doing awesome work. It's not about me. It's not about Vistro. It's not about us getting any of like this glory. What it's about is the individual who's hungry, who maybe almost getting them that meal and having them just like feel the health involved in that meal. That's that's a really exciting part of this ride. So it's there's there's enough to go around for everyone in this ride since it is 85 days. Like if this was a one a one-day event and well, that's a lot of information rich. But it's something where, hey, maybe you, you worried about the ride on day 10 when I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania, and then you donate 10 meals. Guess what? There's still 75 more days for you to educate yourself and check off the rest of the boxes on this ride. Um, and the one thing I'll share, I'll share this with you, too. It's cool that the challenge part of it is, I made mean, it's called I Am Wild But Well, and I know we talked about how, There's sobriety, people think, like this thing, like, oh, you can't still have fun. And how we both have been like, no, we can prove that one wrong. (laughs) Um, But I I created it that I invite individuals to join. And I say, what will you do? And what will you join me for? um, For every day I'm on this bike ride. And the four options I give them are meditation, sobriety, eating plants, and moving naturally. And it's been cool to see some of the ones getting returned already, where they, they can fill in the amount of days, and they circle which one they want, and they sign it, kind of like this this pledge. There's been a lot of sobriety ones. It's, that's what most people have been interested in taking a break from for 85 days. And that's that's really cool. It's, it's so cool to see that, because I think that may currently be the one that's most foreign. You know, most people have had salads and eat plants. Most people have gone for walks and rode bicycles. And some people may have even downloaded Headspace or Insight Time or the meditation apps. But this idea of choosing sobriety for 85 days and not just a dry January is a bit more of a foreign or unpopular concept or idea. And I'm excited to see... What everyone selects and where they can can join, um, and maybe make some of those private conversations that we have with individuals who are sober curious, making it more public, like having it on a Facebook channel, Instagram, just like a public conversation about, yeah, let's drink water today. That that
0: is,
1: I'd say that's the high overview of of the ride. and yeah, so, like, if I was going to give it a one-liner, I'd say this ride is dedicated towards encouraging individuals to construct their relationship to wellness and encourage them to invest in their own wellness with their time, not with their money, and realize wellness is accessible, while also understanding that the position they're in may be much more privileged than someone else who can't even access the simplest forms of wellness. So this ride is designed to at a minimum donate some meals for these individuals and that's the invitation is to join there and then follow the rest of the ride and hopefully that there's something maybe I write or I say a picture just there's one thing if you're paying attention for 85 days there's going to be one moment hopefully where it hits you and you're like there it is I can relate to that I see myself there and that's that's what it's all about.
0: Oh my gosh, Richie, I have so many questions. It is so exciting for one, I am like, congratulations on finding this quest and making it happen. I'm really excited for you. My first question that I have is, are you gonna be by yourself? Yes. The whole time?
1: Yes, I think my dad is gonna bike with me on the first day to Providence, Rhode Island, which is 30 miles. And then I think a friend of mine is gonna join for five days in Denver, but the rest of the time there's no scheduled partners. But it is it's, it's it's a complete open invitation. If someone is like, oh, I'm hearing this. I'm in Pittsburgh. I want to bike from Pittsburgh to Cleveland with this guy. Do it. <laughs> like, let's do it. But it is designed that it's a solo, unassisted. I carry everything on my bike. Um, type
0: ride. Okay, so what do you do if it, right, like, you hit a horrible, like, horrible weather? What will you do? Put on my rain gear and keep biking. And you have, like, if, if you've got a flat tire, you can fix it on the road and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so I'll be carrying a, a pass kit, repair kit, extra tubes, uh, portable bike pump. But we also, like, I'm fortunate that this route is through less rural communities so it's like if i get a flat tire and i'm in new Haven, connecticut there's a bike shop there there's probably five bike shops so i just walk over to one of them and put a new one on so it's like i'm not there's no part of this ride that is too proud right, so right. It's like hey if there's a if there's a great restaurant yeah i'm gonna choose that over the can of beans on the side of the road um so I'm, it's not like the bike rides people have done in the '60s, where it's like there's nothing. Like <laughs> self-service, like got self like portable Wi-Fi. Like what glamping is to camping, this is probably like a luxury quest. <laughs> Someone who maybe did it 40 years ago, but yeah, those are that's at least my idea on stuff. Um, I I can change flats. Um, there's there's most of the stuff that I imagine I'll run into in terms of equipment failure. I believe I can I can fix or at least jerry rig to get me to the nearest bike shop.
0: Okay, and now my next question: Are you going to be on any form of social media every day, like doing a vlog or a vlog um, yeah, daily? I'm, and what? And if so, where can people find you? What? Where's the best place to find you? Find you Twitter, Insta. What, what? Where should they find yeah, you, Richie? I'm
1: gonna be I'm gonna be on everything, but the the most complete and the gateway will be Instagram. So, like, through Instagram. That's where I'll be posting and sharing everything like if i write something on medium i'm also going to be sharing that through instagram so through instagram you'll be able to find all of the unique things that i'll be doing like where i'll be sharing photos or videos if the video goes up on youtube it's also going to my instagram if the post goes on my linkedin it's also going on linkedin so consider um instagram the ad ricky tickles with the z handle that to be this this mecca of content and documentation for this ride and from there be able to find everything else
0: that I'm, I may be sharing. Okay. And if people want to reach out to me, they can send you a message via that ra- rather than going on a Twitter, they can just go and send you a private message, DM you on, um, on, on Insta. And then you'll get it from there. If somebody's like, where are you going to be in Pittsburgh today? Cause I want to come find you and maybe like cool. have coffee with you or have lunch yeah. or just ride with yeah. you for a half an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think Instagram would be the quickest way.
1: Um, and, and even email, I, I, I imagine I'll be active on email as well, but Instagram would probably be the preferred mechanism just because of how quick and easy it is. Um, and it seems to work on data better sometimes than, than Gmail. Yeah, I would love that. Like if someone hears this and says, oh, I'm in Kansas City, or I'm in Kansas, or I'm in Akron, Ohio, can I ride 20 miles with you today? The answer is hell yes, and like let's do it. And it'll be so quick. I'll ride even slower. I would probably make. Like, let's take it. Let's hang out somewhere. Let's go adventure. Let's go to the zoo. Let's like I want it to really be this community. It's this formation of community. It's a gathering. It is not a sprint across the country. It is a roll.
0: Oh, I love that. It's like a journey, not a race, right? Yeah, exactly. So, if it ends up taking you 95 days rather than 85 days, you'll be okay with that. The only, the
1: only <laughs> thing is, I do have to make it back for October 10th. That's my, I need to, so, if like, there's a day where, I only do 30 miles, not supposed to do 60. The next couple days, I'll probably have to do an extra 10 or 15 miles. I do just need to be back in Los Angeles October 10th. There's a special end of the ride surprise that I can't really share, but it's like I, October 10th at 7 p.m. in Los Angeles, something's going down. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: That's, yeah, so, that's, that's your little teaser? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's... It's like that it starts there's
1: a weekend that starts in los angeles that we've organized and it begins uh, at 7 p.m on october 10th and it ends saturday night october 12th around 8 or 9 p.m so like those 48 hours are like i haven't told anyone exactly what we're doing but it's like i told my parents my sister my friends i was like hey if you guys have the time i would suggest coming to town because there's going to be a lot of Fun stuff happening.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, now you have me like wondering what's going on. Will you give us a teaser before when we
1: get closer to that? Yeah, yeah, totally. When we get closer, it's just it involves music, it involves large gatherings of people, it involves community. There's basically a way that no matter who you are, there'll be something for you to get involved with and do it in person.
0: Oh my God. This is so amazing. I I mean, I am in awe of you because I love, I can't even imagine what you're going to find each and every day. And it's just going to be such a fun fact finding trip. And just to see how other people live in different communities. And I love that sobriety is like the number one thing that people are checking off, because as you mentioned, People do see meditation and they hear about it in the media all the time, but this sobriety thing, you know, is so new. And now they have the sober bars that are coming out and have made it to the front page of the times. And I think there was also an article in the wall street journal about how like it's this new trend. Yeah. Now
1: I've read, So there's, there's the two things with that are, well, three things actually I think earlier you said, you're like, Hey, this like, you're open to this these new finding new facts. And what I've my response to that has been like, yes. Like I am with this ride, I'm devoted to the discovery of what happens on this ride. Like I'm committed to putting myself in those situations. I want to go into a coffee shop and raise my hand and say, Hey, does anyone want to talk? I'm not from around here. I'm biking across the country. And I want to meet that person who has the stories. I want to hear them open open them up in conversation with Sobriety. I've also seen those articles. I've seen the trend ones. I've also seen the like the science behind the rise of um, elective sobriety, even. And then I had a conversation with Andy Ramaj from One Year No Beer in the UK, and he he started. They're starting to show the studies that are just like, "Hey, the glass of wine just isn't even good for you." Like, yeah, it's better for you than a bottle, but <laughs> the, the real best thing there is like hey, if you just don't put any alcohol in your system it's better um but also in you'll love this in st louis there's a non-alcoholic beer company called well-being brewing company mm-hmm. and we i, I messaged them I and mean, we've been friends for a little bit but we're having a non-alcoholic brew fest essentially at this really popular part of town and we're painting a mural together so we're we're put a bunch of like whiteboard or a no, like, what's it called? Not whiteboard, chalkboard type stuff on the side of a wall. And we're asking the question, what is wellness to you? And every individual can come up and just write it. So it's like this art piece within the whole entire ride. And the reason why people are going to gather is there's a beverage, but it's not alcoholic beer. It's non alcoholic beer. And it's cool to just see people getting excited for that. They're like, oh yeah, I want to spend a Saturday maybe having vegan tacos and non alcoholic beer. That's something that's me five years ago. I would use lazy vocabulary to describe and just absolutely say, no way am I going to that. Why would I wait to Saturday? But now it's like, that's a cool thing to do. That's what people want to do. And that changing of the tide is so encouraging um, for being on this side of it to see the gift that I feel like I've received from choosing sobriety, that to have them as a a pinnacle part of this ride, the critical kind of halfway point um, is really exciting.
0: Well, I love, well, my hometown is St. Louis, to be honest with you. That's where I grew up. Grew up in St. Louis. Okay, I know exactly where that is. This is going to be awesome, so all my listeners from my hometown, you guys better get down there and go meet Richie, because I think this sounds like a blast. Now, on your website, do you have, like, a map of where you're going? So, I still have
1: to get out the the detailed part of the map. Um, We have a, a rough route but I'm, I'm still figuring out the best way to share that i think it might i might i might do it as simple as like a google sheet okay but I want, yeah i want to put it up so everyone can anticipate where i'm going next um on the i do have flyers that will kind of be going up across instagram that say the major cities so individuals can kind of put it together like it'll say Boston, Providence, Stamford, Brooklyn, Pittsburgh, Akron, Cleveland. So you can understand, like, okay, if he's going that type of route, you'll see whereabouts he's going. Um, so I want to figure out exactly how to share that up there so everyone, so it's not overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be sticking to like the more major cities that I roll into every two days so people can just say, oh, okay, like that, that's along the way.
0: All right. Cool. And I wanted to, you know, you just said something we were just talking about how back in the day uh, you would never have ever thought that going and having non-alcoholic beer in the middle of the country in July, August, whatever the date's going to be that you're going to be in St. Louis, because it's going to be hot and that you would be pulling up and having, you know, and having these, these resources for people, I'm going to say for lack of a better word, And thinking that, do you know, like back in the day when someone was realizing they didn't, they had a problem with alcohol, right? And they didn't know what they were going to do. They're like, oh my gosh, I have a problem with alcohol, but what am I looking at? A life of boredom, a life with nothing else to do. There is no solution. So rather I'm just going to drink through my life and I'm going to die an alcoholic. And the fact that today there are avenues that people can go down rather than keep drinking.
1: For me, it was, I I, I knew sobriety was an option, but I only knew the stigmatized version of AA and something bad must have happened in your life for you to not have alcohol anymore. You can't handle alcohol. I didn't know there were so many other ways to live sober and enjoy it. And I I didn't have like role models within it. I didn't have anyone who was like me I didn't see anyone who was an athlete, kind of like forming their identity off of this, off all of like this, this machoism, jock type attitude. Growing up, there was no one who was like, "Hey, yeah, you, you can, you can meditate, you can go sober, you don't have to drink alcohol and party like that." There, there was just no one in my life. Um, and now I'm starting to see more people come out of hiding in a way. It's like there's no shame. There's actually the trend of like, if you're sober, it's like, geez, like, you're this white night to a lot of people who are like, Oh my God, do I have to drink today? Oh, I do. It's like, no, you don't. So I think the community is just getting stronger and we're having role models of all shapes, sizes, colors, demographics, any type of profile an individual can have. We're starting to see that, that there are people leading that community. Um, Leading that sober community and also still having a heck of a lot of fun doing it. And those are like, that's the role model I needed. Um, and I think an event like the one in St. Louis or just like this whole entire ride and how I like, like, this may be my ego speaking, but it's like how I believe I live life is something that I hope others can see as accessible to them. That are like, okay, he doesn't just, <laughs> he doesn't become this hermit. He's actually out even more because he has so much more energy and he sleeps great and he's not wasting any
0: time. Well, you're living, right? And I think that when we're in our addiction, at least for me you know, I wasn't living. I was just taking up space. I mean, I hate to say it, but I was kind of like just taking up space. I wasn't out there enjoying life, getting up in the morning, feeling amazing, going, oh my gosh, I want to go on a walk. I want to go on a run. I want to get on my bike. I want to go play around round of the golf. It was like, oh my God, pull the covers over to darken the shades. I just, I, I'm going to stay in my little bed and not leave.
1: Yeah. and um, I, I used the recently conversation i used the language of just wasting time and i asked the individual i said where are you wasting time and i was like let me tell you where i was wasting time i was like i was wasting pretty much from thursdays at 4 p.m until sunday evening i was just wasting because i was going out thursday night and then i worked i was like oh Friday, this is just this is a bullshit day and then i'm gonna have the company lunch, and then we're just gonna go out Friday night. And then Saturday, it's gonna be great, we're gonna be out in nature, but we're just gonna be partying all day. And then Sunday, I'll just be like recovering or something. like that was just wasting time. That is hours, that's 72 hours of just wasted time. You, listen, you give me 72 hours today, and I'll build like I'll build a ship, I'll build a house. I don't know, like it's just that wasted time, and then it compounds. And you look back and like I have wasted years. Like, when you think about it, seventy-two hours a week, fifty-two weeks a year, probably eight to ten years, that is just so much waste of time. And granted, yes, some of that I'm investing in friendships and, and forming those bonds, but I make more friends now so like there's there's nothing that someone could propose to me and say that, hey, here's the benefit of drinking for me that I that I can't offer the solution. Sober, like if someone's like, Oh, I'm gonna be out, 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 out late, um, choosing for this business deal, okay, I can still go out late. Like, just the fact that I have a tequila shot actually made that business deal happen? What if I just have a deeper conversation with that person because the amount of intention I have with my thoughts and my actions, and I'm able to really go deep with that person and form a real human connection rather than just saying, Oh, last time we got together, we had a bunch of tequila. Like, for, for me. I go deeper, and that, to me, is like, hey, that's me going on until 4 a.m. I can do that at 10 p.m. and have that conversation. Then the next day, I send them an email. Then that Sunday, I send them a podcast or a book or an article that I heard. And then two weeks later, I send them a handwritten letter. I can do all that because I have the energy. I'm not wasting my time. That, to me, is a much stronger relationship than the one night at 2 a.m. doing a bunch of cocaine and drinking tequila. Amen to that. Now, tell me
0: something. Why did you or when did you decide to go vegetarian or are you a vegan or are you just vegetarian? And do you eat no meat or some meat or let us know about that. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: By definition, I am vegan. I use the word plant-based just because it's a bit more accessible. And vegans have kind of gotten this stigma of being the pita paint throwers on the fur coat type, like really aggressive so plant-based has this more curiosity it's like oh what's plant-based oh well, my diet's all plants it's based out of plants so this started i started back in 2015, 2016 is when I first started experimenting it before my final season of playing pro and I spent that whole year eating vegan. It was my best athletic season ever. After the year, I traveled a little bit, moved back to the Cape, uh, spent the beach eating everything, enjoying myself a bit more. And I did, I dove back into it probably the last year, year and a half is when I've gotten a bit more strict. And this was another, started with health. It's evolved into environment and animal compassion. But I want to feel my best self as much as I can. I don't, want, I don't want to compromise feeling amazing with options. And that involves like what I put into my body. How, to, how do I speak to myself? So without putting alcohol into my body and without putting these inflammatory foods or foods that don't really work with my gut and cause me to compromise my wellness, it, it didn't add up to me. Um, and I've, I've been able to be quite strict on it since then. Man, it's not this restrictive thing. Like, I wish I could cook everyone a meal so they can be like, wow, this is really delicious. Can um, we have no milk, no cheese, no dairy, no meat, no chicken, no fish, no shellfish and in the diet at all? And I really look forward to it. Like, I am, I'm salivating right now thinking about cooking some sweet potatoes and having some avocados and onion and tofu this afternoon. Like, it's that good. to me.
0: And where do you get your recipes? If anybody was listening, like, where do you find? Like, how do you know how to start? How did you? How do you start this? How? What? What? Like, what's your first day like?
1: So, that's that's a good question. I'm still, I don't have the best answer because right now, if you look up on Google vegan recipes, there is going to be twenty different ingredients. They're going to have nutritional yeast and this specific curry powder that you can only get at Trader Joe's and this Stonewall kitchen. It's like, okay, the real simple thing is go get a can of black beans, go get some quinoa, some kale and avocado and a tomato and put it all together in a bowl and put like hot sauce or tahini on it. And it's that simple. So I don't have the, the bandwidth prior to this ride, but I have this idea of just like making simple $5 vegan recipes because that's, that's what every meal is. Every meal is a maximum right now $5. So it's like there's the economics of, of wellness there. Some, some good, I'm trying to think of the best kind of online. There's someone I think it's called the $5 Vegan is, is a great place. But there's also the books that I read were Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. That's actually something that he's, he's vegan and also sober. His book is incredible. He's, I would say he's, he's my inspiration. He's my role model for this. He was the first person that really showed me, you can be an athlete, you can be sober, and you can eat plants, and you can be one of the world's best. And that's who he is. He has a massively successful podcast. He's the guy's a force. So his book, The Blue Zone Solution by Jan Buechner, that is that profiles people who are living the longest without disease across the world and it has recipes in the back of it. So that, and those are simple recipes. They're like, okay, boil water, put in sweet potato, corn, peas, lentils, and wait till it boils for 40 minutes and then eat it. It's like, oh wow, that's pretty simple. Um, there's also like How Not to Die by Michael Gerger, Undo It by Dean Ornish. Those would be the, probably the top four solutions and they all have recipes in the back of the book. So that, that's a great place to start. Um, But really, it's like, if I could give people 10 ingredients, I'd say, go to the grocery store today, get some apples, some oranges, mango, and watermelon, because those are fun to snack on. Then get some mushrooms, some sweet potatoes, some spinach, some kale, onion, tomato, avocado, and then get some beans and chickpeas, some tahini. Oh, and then dates and peanut butter or dates and almond butter. That is... That's candy, like a pitted date dip dipped into some almond butter. It's like, those are all things, you know exactly what those look like. And they're in the small little hundred square foot radius of a grocery store. Don't go down the aisles. Um, but it's something where I'll be sharing what I'm eating during this ride as well, because I won't have anything to cook. Like, I'm going to be eating pretty much raw. Like, I'll go I'll go into a grocery store, grab a can of beans, grab a stock of celery, of celery, excuse me, some kale and a couple of apples, and then just go sit outside at my camp and eat it. And, like, I'll be able to do that right across the country. Like, that's how accessible wellness is. Wellness doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be this recipe that takes six hours to make, and you need this crust and all that. It's like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you do not need all that. Don't. And that's a That's a bit of a um, – I don't like that part. Of it. I don't like that. We haven't made, the plant-based community hasn't made recipes as accessible. I want it to be as simple as put some beans and rice together and a little bit of hot sauce. Like, that's a power meal They eat a banana. That is what the centenarians of Costa Rica eat. They eat sweet potatoes, beans, rice, and plantains every single day.
0: They're living to 100 years old without disease. I mean... So- than, you know... The simplicity that you made this sound like really makes me feel like I need to run to the grocery store and get some things, which is what we, I want our listeners to be inspired to, because I think that yeah. I feel like it's so intimidating, like where to begin. Oh my gosh. When you get those, vegan, just like you said, you get those vegan cookbooks and it's like the ingredients. It's like you have to go to 10 different grocery stores, you know, drive all over town to find these things that aren't even accessible
1: at all. It's, it's not accessible at all. It's like when we, are we can't in lifestyles they have to be convenient in order to sustain them they must be convenient so if you say great you can go to walmart and get all these ingredients you can go probably to CBS and get these ingredients if that's convenient there's no reason not to at that point um and that's it's how i would like i don't want to be spending hours in the kitchen i like just heating up some beans the rice and cutting up some fruit and imagine out on that <laughs>
0: Okay, now tell me about the meditation. Now we're going to go to the last piece, which is your meditation. And you mentioned headspace. You mentioned... Um, inside timer. Tell me what your favorite thing is to do. I know in our last podcast you told me that you turn off your cell phone at a certain time and you don't turn it on till a certain time in the morning and that's a big thing for you to like turn off the world at least. And then where does your meditation start on a daily basis and how long do you meditate because of course people all think, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to do that because it's so time consuming. Give us a little basic thing of how you do this. So, I'll
1: start on the
0: time Because I hear that often, and the
1: benefits of meditation far outweigh the 20-minute investment in the morning. I would encourage individuals who are looking to begin a meditation practice to very honestly, brutally honestly confront where they spend their time. Do they watch a show on Netflix? Okay, that's at least 22 to 25 minutes. That's a meditation practice and some. Do they spend 30 minutes in bed or throughout the day scrolling on Instagram? What's their screen time on their iPhone report just for two hours a day? There is so much time for meditation. Meditation can start with one minute a day. You know, if if, if it needs to be that, make it two minutes a day. Make it 20 deep breaths and slowly let it grow into something. For me right now, I do a, a type of practice that has a mantra and it's 20 minutes in the morning. And it's my morning routine is I'll get out of bed. I'll walk into the house. I will boil some tea. I'll pour the tea. That gives me about five to seven minutes to kind of wake up. I'll go and sit outside and I'll meditate for 20 minutes. By the time I come out of my sit, my tea, excuse me, my tea is at this drinkable temperature and it's great. It's, I wake up at 720 by 750. I'm ready to start that day. And what that. That carries out through the rest of the day, um, activating my parasympathetic system. You know, calming me, making me react better to things throughout the day. When I am less motivated to practice, because it happens, no one is perfect. Um, I will use Insight Timer. It's a meditation app, and they have guided meditations on it. They have ones where you can add music, you can add different bells. And meditation is one of those things where maybe the first day you don't love it or the first week you don't love it, but the more you can invest in it and actually just sit, there's the compound interest effect where you start to feel it. You start. So it's something where someone, like, I would encourage like, them, all right, just sit down today, set a timer for two minutes and breathe through your nose and out your mouth. And just try that for two minutes, see how that feels. Then the next day, maybe try three minutes, try four, try five, try doing uh, a course on on, on one of the apps for 10 days and see if you can actually do it every day. But really ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Do I want to do it? Find that motivation. And the women may potential distractions. It's something where you can't force a meditation practice on someone, but As someone who never knew what it was up until a couple years ago and now believes it to be the number one thing
0: someone could do for their health and wellness because
1: of the gateway effect it has, meaning once you meditate, you're then going to be viewing sleep differently. You're going to be viewing your decisions differently. It will probably reinforce or lead you to sobriety because you'll start confronting why you're doing certain things to your body that make yourself have hangovers that make yourself do step that you potentially would regret meditation is that it's that portal it's that opening door it's that welcoming party to this life of wellness um, but the abs are such a great tool and then from there like make it make it comfortable don't do it like you don't have to put your your feet on top of your knees and sit in this own position that's been like glorified in all of the the postings i do it on a couch with my back resting because that's comfortable for me um, other people I know do it on like hard chairs, and if you have a thought come into your mind, don't punish yourself for that. You know, don't say, "Oh my God, I I'm thinking about washing my car later today." Forgive yourself for that, but let that thought pass. Have that thought come in, breathe, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, and on that exhale, let that thought go, and then come back to the center where you're breathing and exhaling again it's, it needs to be forgiving, it needs to be convenient and I, I do oppose the practices that make it too difficult for a beginner maybe after a couple of years you can invest in something that's a bit more harsh and less forgiving but if you've never meditated, don't expect to sit for an hour a day for the next year That's it, it would be a, an outlier if you're able to do that but ask yourself if you can do five minutes a day for the next five days ask yourself if for every day i'm on this bike ride if you can commit to a minimum of five minutes every day and tag me and show me every single day that you're doing i will message with you and encourage you to continue that habit i have time for that but i'm also i can speak with conviction on it because of what it has done for me you know that the the parts of I wild but well challenged that means so much to me are the ones that have changed my life and those are sobriety, eating plants, meditating and moving naturally. Those right there if I were to work in Marvel and create the next superhero to have like 10 feature films on I would build a person out of that stuff because they think oh shit he doesn't actually have any superpowers he's just accessing something that we all have huh that's super interesting to me and through through this lifestyle it's it's made me a much more compassionate individual like through sobriety i now have all my thoughts and i have so much intention with what i say what i commit to what i do through not eating animals it's allowed me to look at nature the environment all of the beings and things that have a pulse on our planet with this this level of empathy and compassion through meditation it's allowed me to speak to myself more kindly and be more forgiving of others these are all works in progress but i am really proud of who i am today and what i'm about to do and i know that without any of these i wouldn't have been able to be at this point i would still be
0: stuck And Richie, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, like, if you had said to yourself five years ago, this is what my life will look like in five years, did you ever envision it? Because I think of the people that are out there and they're like, how would I, how am I going to get to this place? He sounds so awesome. He's on top of the world. He's about to go do one of the biggest adventures one could ever want to do see things that people would die to see. But most people look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, that is so daunting. I could never get there. How did he do it? Tell us how you got here. And did you feel like, did you have this dream five years ago or did it just come about naturally? I did not have the dream five years ago. Five years ago, I was
1: 23 years old, living in an Italian town, drinking wine and playing pro ice hockey. And I was beginning to fear when my career ended what I was going to do because I didn't think I had any transferable business skills. I didn't really know how to use LinkedIn. I didn't know how to use Excel or Google Docs. I couldn't do anything. And I started getting scared. So I thought thought the answer was money. And for the next couple of years, there was this pursuit of the job that would give me the security to have money. But just to have money as like this cushion of security blanket. It didn't give me the courage to be bold or live courageously. What changed truly was having these conversations with myself. Really, I think the growth has been probably in the last 12 to 18 months, which happened to be the months of sobriety where I kind of constructed my mortality. A bit, saying like, hey, like, if I only do live once, what do I want to do? What do I want to make it about? How do I want to be in this world? And the answer for me was not working on someone else's dream, just to make them money and be part of something that is is helpful and maybe makes the world a bit more convenient. I was like, I want to have a larger impact. And if I return to a more traditional type of career, I'll be very conscious of that. But what led me to this ride was I just kept wanting to do bigger and bolder things for myself. And now with all the tools that I'll call it the superpowers, I'm able to create them. Like I'm able to sit back and think strategically. Okay. If I want to ride the bike across the country, how do I do it? Same thing where if I, if I wanted to build a sanctuary or if I wanted to, maybe start some sort of a company, I think now I have the tools to say, okay, how do I actually do this? How do I build this? And that all came through the investment in in my wellness. And like we talked about these superpowers and it's, yeah, five years ago, there's no way. Five years ago, I was probably making fun of people who biked across the country and thinking it was lame or something. Oh, these guys are hippies or something. But it's like, It was was foolish and part of it's embarrassing to admit, but it's also important for me to acknowledge that's who I was at 23 and I'm really proud of the developments I've made through investing in myself to who I am now. Like I am always in pursuit of growth and that's really important for me. I don't want to ever be stagnant. I don't want to be complacent. I'm comfortable with being content. But I don't want anyone to confuse contentment with complacency, because we can be we should be content every single day. But that should not allow us to be complacent with growth.
0: And, you know, the last thing I want you to talk about, because you know what? I don't hear any any fear coming out of your voice at all you have no fear i mean did you always have i mean because most people be like there's no way what is my family gonna think i'm supposed to have a job i'm supposed to live in a house i'm supposed to make this amount of money oh my god what if it doesn't happen what if i get into? you know as i mentioned to you earlier i was like well what happens if you have a storm or whatever if you, if you get a flat tire and you have no fear how did that ha- did, how did that transpire uh, that's it's uh, i
1: appreciate you saying that because it doesn't always feel like that inside like i definitely feel fear and have discouragement but fear is also i don't exactly know who said it but they said fear is excitement without breath and it's something where like i I recognize when I have fear and try to figure out what is scaring me, you know, what is making me uncomfortable. But yeah, I mean, two and a half years ago, I was living in my parents' basement as a 26-year-old and making a salary that was barely enough for me to pay back my student loans and invest in like a little bit of my future. I remember having a conversation with my mom. I was like, mom, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do this. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to save money, move out, get my own place. And all of that was, I was comparing myself with what culture has kind of put forth for me. I am supposed to be this predetermined path of my life. I'm supposed to be engaged at a certain age. I'm supposed to have this job at a certain age. I'm supposed to purchase my home at this age. And... I started to just, you know, read more, have more conversations and ask myself, like, why do I give a shit about all that? Like, what is, what is that helping me? Do I actually want to be a homeowner? No, I don't. So why am I thinking I need to work to become a homeowner? Why? Like all of that different type of these conversations in my head. But fear is that it still does come up. Um. And again, it may be like this question of mortality where you ask me, okay, what happens for rains? The truth is, it's going to suck. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like the cold. I'm going to be wet. But I have rainproof gear. I know none of my gear will get um, impacted by it. I know rainstorms will pass. I can always get off the bike and sit under a tree and find shelter. Will this kill me? No. Will it make me ill and sick? Probably not. It's just going to (laughs) suck. And if if, if something's just going to suck, I can go in with that expectation knowing that it's probably just going to suck. So this this, trying to apply breath to everything but also having really accurate expectations um, can help it a little bit. There's also every day since leaving a traditional job in february of 2018 so about a year year and a half ago that was terrifying for me because i haven't had an income like a steady friday every friday bi-weekly paycheck in the past 18 months and at first that that sucked and was scary but i figured out ways to make it work and in the time i keep this document on my computer just about all the new skills that i'm acquiring and a year ago i would have had no idea how to secure Sponsorships. I would have had no idea how to build a website. I would have no idea how to make beautiful artwork to be shared on socials. I would have had no idea how to write successfully on Medium and blogs and get published. But I had to. You know, it's it's kind of this this primal instinct activation where animals in the wild find ways to survive. No, I'm not an animal in the wild. But if I have that type of mindset where I'm not going back. I'm not going back to living in my parents basement. I'm not going back to working for someone else's dream. I'm going to exhaust myself making the dreams that I have in this one life in the 72 years I have left in this life. I'm going to exhaust myself making that happen. That excitement and that motivation trumps any fear. Maybe fear is given 5 points and maybe this excitement's given 90 points. That 90 points suffocates that fear and that fear is is all inside and i make it a point to try not to show that fear and it's not a point of not being vulnerable or not showing weakness it's just if i'm going to do this bike ride you know i'm going to do it sober meditating eating plants moving naturally i want everyone else to believe so much in themselves that they can do it and if, if i show fear maybe A person who doesn't have as much conviction about doing it allows that fear to be the majority. So it's important for me to try not to show any of it, even though it exists. Um, But, you know, like a thought in meditation, I'll inhale it and then I'll say, here, you're not welcome here. Um, (laughs) I'm going to escort you out of my mind and out of my body and I'm going to leave you on the side of the road in Missouri and I'm going to continue pedaling.
0: Well it is the I just again I love 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 your enthusiasm. I love the fact that you're okay with being uncomfortable. I'm I love the fact that you're okay with being vulnerable. I am so excited for you getting out there and being wild and well. And we will definitely be following you along your travels. And if anybody wants to do a hashtag, they can do a hashtag, I am wild and well. And how does that sound? And then maybe that'll bring it to your attention. And if you're out there and you're listening to us and you're like, have any inclination that you want to change something in your life, just one thing, because we all know change is uncomfortable. Change isn't fun all the time change is, you know, it's probably one of the hardest things for the human people to do is to change. But if you change just one thing, and I love what you said, because you're like, you can change and spend $5 on a meal and just get plant-based. You can spend a minute or two minutes meditating. That's it. And get out there and just take a walk. Right there are all the easy accessible things for people to do that aren't hard and aren't going to make you feel too uncomfortable and make you too vulnerable do you know what I mean
1: 100 those are those are the things where over time you repeatedly do those actions days weeks months years the compounding effects if it comes to this routine but you'll start to see them we Have become accustomed a bit to this instant gratification where if it's a diet, I want to drastically do caloric restriction and lose 10 pounds in a week. But it's like, who do you want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? You don't want to be someone who's going off and on that diet for the rest of your life. But what if you could just eat really simple foods and see them every day? And know how to make them, and it takes five or ten minutes. That's something you can do for the rest of your life. You can go for a walk, the rest of your life. You can choose sobriety and drink water for the rest of your life. These are not—they don't cost anything. You know, these these are things that you can really put into your life every single day for the rest of your life. And that's something like I think of that when I bring something new into my life. I'm like, okay. It can be as simple as an exercise. If I need to go to a gym to do an exercise, okay. What happens when I want to move to Costa Rica for three years and I don't have a gym? What can I do? Like, so I'm trying to make my wellness as self-sufficient as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something I encourage people to just look at. what can you really do for the rest of your life? And these are simple things. You know, once you learn meditation, once you learn sobriety, once you learn eating plants, once you learn moving naturally, just be tools. You have the tools all within yourself. You are the tool,
0: hmm. and it doesn't
1: cost any money. It doesn't, and that's a big thing. That's that's the economics of this are a big thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm acutely aware of that. After going through like what I talked about the last eighteen months, where I didn't have the luxury of getting um, all of the goods and buying the expensive food or the expensive workout class. I had to figure out ways to invest in my wellness without much cash on hand, <laughs> you said, <you>
0: say. <laughs> but you can do it and you're doing it. And these dreams and these new dreams and you're going and you're doing it and I am so excited. I'm so glad you took time to talk to us today. I am definitely, I'm going to get all those books. I want to put them in this little blog that's going to be beneath our podcast. And um, I want to actually, I'm going to put your tagline in. I'm going to put in everything so everybody can find you. And I just want you to be safe. Um, be car- be as careful as you can be and, you know, have the best time. And I can't wait to see what you find and to read what you put out there because it's going to be so fascinating. It's like it's like you're doing a term paper or a paper. What do they call it? The end of school. I'm totally brain dead right now. A thesis. A be- this is your thesis on life. And it's going to be amazing. And I, I can't wait for you to write a book about it because it's probably going to be really, really fascinating what you find and having no expectations and just riding along and see what you see. Thank you. Yeah, I have, um,
1: I'll I'll do one more teaser, but the book thing really hit it. I I have an idea to write a book after this, um, and my, my, the title of it that I'm playing with is 27 Sober and Living in My Parents' Basement. (laughs) And it's just like this really raw, uh, Kind of documentation of what the past couple of years have been like, and what the next year will kind of be like. So, it'll, I'll, I'll definitely I'm working on that. I think it could be just a fun thing to do. So, I think uh, we'll be talking about that soon.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it because I know when you were a pro skater, you know, everybody wanted to idolize you because of your skating and your talent. You know, your physical talents and being able to play hockey. But now they can idolize you for living life for what it is, one day at a time, just doing the best you can do each and every day and living life, the, the you know, as well as you, wild and well, right? Wild and wild. Oh, Richie, it was awesome. I will talk to you soon. I'll be thinking about you. And again, I'll be following you and I'll have all of our listeners will be following and I can't wait. Have the best time. Thank you. Talk to you Thank soon. You so I'll talk soon. Okay, okay. bye-bye.